Welcome one and all to the official UE podcast, episode 24 of season two. This is the promotion extravaganza episode sponsored by Stagecoaches of Benfica. I am your host, Terry, and as always, I'm joined by illustrious guests. First up, we have the love child of Calvin Phillips and Andy Carroll. It's Fatty. How's it going, mate? I'm not even replying. You're, you're a fucking That's cock. <laughs> However... <laughs> Do you know what? What would be your love child? Like, really? Like, who would be your parents? Oh, tears. It's got to be someone like. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Martin and Colin Hendry or something like that. What, me? Yeah. What, me? Oh, it'd be like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like Joseph Fritzel and some crazy bitch. I wasn't ready for that. In from WWE. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, no, nah, she's way she's way too masculine to be me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also with us is the offspring of uh, Lola Ferrari and Brian Blessed. It's Daryl. How's it going, sir? With that it. majestic beard. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll it's the beard. It. I thought Brian Blessed is just you got that you got a majestic beard, mate. I love it. You can, you can stroke <laughs> it for a fiver. Yeah. What about the beard? Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, also with us today we have our Champions League finalists ladies and gents it's uh, Lewis King and Martin Banks how's it going guys mm-hmm. evening gents <laughs> evening guys you expect to be here tonight fuck off <laughs> I didn't I, agree to this, by the way. This is fucking Terry just bringing you guys just, in. So just saying, I, yeah, I, I thought, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought, thought we'd, we'd after we had to get the Champions League finalists on. I, I thought it, uh, it had to be done, you know. So we had to get our own Glenn Hoddle impersonator in Banksy here, and uh, obviously the king of the quizzes and the king of the Amsterdam red light district, obviously Lewis. So uh, yeah, so saying, how's it going, I, guys? I called it just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? We're going to he hear did. this all the time. It's going to be like when he beat you, Terry, in the in the league to stop you being invincible. No, in the, in the he, never, he never beat me in the league. He never beat me in the league. Still no one beat you. me in the fucking league. Still stops you being no invincible, one beat me. mate. Don't care. Just, yeah. Don't care. Won the league unbeaten twice. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Are we good? We good, guys? Yeah, all, all good. good thank thanks. you. <clears throat> all good. Yeah. So obviously, uh, we'll, we'll quickly just uh, we'll get to the Champions League final uh, and and your turns in in a minute, lads. But obviously, uh, as we said, promotion extravaganza, boys. Daryl, good start. Yeah, good I'm happy. Good, day, good day today. It's a good day, isn't it? It is. Yeah, we're up. We're done. Um, yeah, with the two-two draw. This one was the one of the three games coming. I was worried about because Guy at Nims has done wonders, and if he had had this form like earlier in the season, I think he'd be pushing. The third um i had a man injured as well but yeah i'm really pleased to get the draw and Gorod eagles could only draw with dave at main so that's it seven points clear six to play see you in division three in it very nice <laughs> very and it's nice. nice with a couple of games to go that i don't have to worry so i can experiment a bit i'm not too bothered where i finish as long as it's top three so i might experiment a bit mm, indeed indeed and uh, and Faddy, obviously, another one, another one goes up. Well, I mean, to to be fair, a couple of weeks ago, it was it was more inevitable um, that it's going to happen. <clears throat> it's it's nice um, to have the pressure off now. Yeah, we? yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. My my main concern at the minute now is um, obviously I uh, I've still got injuries and stuff like that, so I'm just going to try players out. 
Um, I can I can technically still win the league mathematically because I've got to play Newcastle and Brentford as my last two games. Um, but do I care? Not really. No. Because apparently, you, 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 you still go for it, but you're not fast. If you didn't have yeah. so many injuries, would you go for it? Yeah, I yeah, probably yeah. would. Yeah, I probably would if I'm honest. Um, but my my main my main concern right now is 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 just getting through the season. And like Martin said before, this was a, a good couple of weeks ago. It, it doesn't matter if you win Division One. It's all about Premier League and about winning the top trophies. So. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's like it's, I said at the start of the season. To be fair, though, yeah. okay, we had. Of course, you'd like to win the league, but as long as you're in the top three, it's job done, isn't it? Yeah, no, mm. no one cares. It's it's like the UEFA Cup of uh of domestic football, isn't it? Get promoted. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> no. Um, same, same for us. A brilliant, brilliant. I mean, obviously not technically promotion because obviously I'm I'm in in the top league now, but uh, top five guaranteed, which was. Sort of my halfway goal. Obviously, at the start of the season, I was a bit pessimistic. It went. This season's gone brilliant. We're we're second. Uh, we can't can't dip out of the top five now. We're hundred percent in there. Uh, and yeah, we're second, only nine points off Barca. So it's a shame there that we couldn't have got a bit closer. But a brilliant, brilliant two nil away win at Torino this week. Um, they they've struggled this season, but um, they've got a really good squad and they're hard to beat. Um, yeah, so it was really. Really chuffed with that. It's a great result. And Camacho back on the score sheet and uh, Thiago Alori back from injury, which is a huge boost. So, yeah, after that 14 weeks of a broken leg, I, I, yeah, I took some some calmer, calmer liberties and brought him back pretty quickly. So, yeah, not too Come bad. Uh, yeah, indeed, indeed. How about yourselves? Uh, to our guests, obviously, uh, Lewis and Martin. I mean, uh, obviously, let's, let's go to your your league turns first, I suppose. Uh, Martin, how, how did you get on? Uh, yeah, drew away one uh, all away to the bus, Benfica. Um, <laughs> but in all serious, but in all seriousness, no, um, it is a difficult game to play. I know Jay takes a lot of stick um, in the game, but he's difficult to beat, and uh, he's conceded the fewest goals in the league, and it's clear to see why. Um, Few, fewest no, defeats um, as well. Joint yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's a credible draw. I mean, I'm only missing Trippier for my team. And yeah, I'd have taken a, I probably would have taken a draw to start the game, to be fair. So, yeah. Yeah, um, so, same. I've got, I've got him next week, mate. And yeah. I, I'd, I'd take a draw all day long. Yeah, good good side. Good guy. Yeah, no, credit. So, my credit's due. EJ's done a good job turning around. Made himself, you know, really difficult to beat. And yeah, I'd suck on seeing him being uh, back up there in the top, sort of, top five again next season, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how about you, Lewis? Uh, we um, we decided to make eight changes on the hope that we'd get through in the Champions League. wasn't expectant, but you know sometimes you just got to rest all of your star players and uh, and not take a risk of any bookings and that. And we went down three one at home to Leverkusen, which actually there's no um, no shame. There's no, there. no shame. Yeah, no shame. I mean, Tilly's built an amazing team there. If you look through his squad with the likes of Leon Bailey, um, Aor Van der Beek, Lukaku, and actually I. He's only, I think he's only two points off the top with the two games left in hand, so he could easily win the league. Um, and probably my first team probably would have lost the game anyway. So I, I didn't care for the game, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And uh, I, I think obviously we we we've got to move on to uh, the sort of the drama of, of probably. Uh, I mean, like we'll, we'll go to like probably the big, big one of the biggest cup upsets I, I've seen. In the Champions League, we'll go to that next, but I, th- I think we'll go to um, to Martin first. 
an incredible result for you. I mean, uh, I think we have to all tip our hats to Gavin with uh, Rens. I mean, he's done an incredible job to get to the semi-finals and only just lose out on away goals to to yourself, Martin. But uh, how did you feel after the first leg, and how what was your thinking going into the second leg? Did you did you think you could claw it back? Um, honestly, when I saw the first leg result, we lost two one. I was absolutely gutted. I really thought I didn't want to lose the game. And I thought I'd set up to not lose it. And I thought we could least, if we can come over draw, then we can just like, see the out at home. So initially, yeah, I was absolutely gutted to see a 2 1 loss. I thought um, it's a really difficult one to turn around uh, because it's, it's, there's so many different ways you can go about it. You either try and shut it out 1 0, which we ended up doing in the end uh, somehow. Uh, or you try and go for it, try and you know score two, three, four goals, you know, get four, two or something like that. So, so I honestly thought about it, so many different ways I could go about this, and I didn't decide until about nine o'clock last night what, exactly what I was going to do. No, I umdenard. I've never umdenard over <laughs> over one picture so much. It, it sounds I sound like a right sad bastard talking about this in this sort of, but this is sort of detail that gaming drives you to, you know, because we've played them four times this season now. Obviously, in the first group stage, uh, we drew both the games two all, and we've obviously and we've just drawn two all over a knockout game. So one win each, two draws. You, you can barely get a sheet of paper between us. So. And it took an 89th minute winner as well to win the game. Oh, so what today? It, oh today, no! Minute. So oh, you, you God, that's got. A, yeah. So I really feel for Gavin. He couldn't get a sheet of paper between us. I, I think though he, he's got to take a lot out of out of this run. I mean that's been incredible. I mean to knock out the likes of Man United on the way in and uh, to get to a semi and only just losing away goals. It, yeah, it's going to hurt. I suppose to to a degree, but. You you got to be proud of that sort of result. That's, he's done incredible. Absolutely, completely agree. Yeah, exactly. For a team like uh, Rennes to have turned them around to that position, to be arguably, maybe in some people's view, a favourite, you know, in that final four mm. to, to make it, you know, in two seasons is amazing. Going to be. Nice. He only I think got it was one of as well. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so and I think it was one of those ones that, it, like, with all the teams in like from the quarters to the semis, and I think we said this before, haven't we, guys, on the podcast that you could easily make a rational choice, a logical decision on who would win either of those legs or ties, yeah, over both both legs. Yeah, you could easily make a good good case for either side. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, I know me and Freddie have bantered each other, you know, for most of this Champions League campaign, but no, I certainly don't hold it against him for tipping Rens or May Night, because yeah, any of those last eight teams, I think any of them could have won it. Yeah, it's been really yeah. horrible. Do you know what it is? <clears throat> Do you know what it is? Is that I reckon at the at that precise time they were just doing better than you, like yeah, as in, in, yeah. in league, especially in league yeah. form as well. So that's where my tipping came from. It was, it was obviously I, nothing against you, but it's just... No, 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 no. I think I, as well, when you made the, the group, the second group phase, Faddy, when you sort of said you, you didn't expect them to come through, uh, I think if I remember rightly, Martin was on a bit of a wobbly run. Yeah, when was I, he wasn't even in the top crisis, five. Martin. Yeah, he wasn't even in the top yeah. five. So all, all of my it's... predictions come from their league form. Like, And yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I need to look in a different way and say, okay, well... Their league form is obviously different to their cup form, but yeah, it, it's it's surprising. I, I think you've done really well, mate, to get to the final. Um, luck was on your side as well. 
uh, which sometimes you need a little bit of. So, well done, man. Cheers, mate. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> the away goal was over two last two rounds, so it doesn't get any tighter than that. Yeah, and uh, I suppose now also we have, we have to go to Lewis as well. I mean, what a turnaround, Lewis. <clears throat> I think um, last week I, I spoke to you, Terry, about it, and I think Martin, I'd spoken to you as well. I was gutted with that result last week. Yeah. We'd had a 16th minute red card, and I think it was 97th minute, basically an own goal. Um, I don't think the match engine can do own goals, so it said that Martial tapped it in, but the tech said that it was an own goal. And actually, coming so close to hold them to a 1-0, I would have fancied my chances to at least do something. But a 2-0, I, I thought it was done and dusted. And you guys mm. on the pod, apart from Daryl, Daryl said that he had to stick with Ajax because that was just who he'd picked. But yeah, yeah. realistically, <laughs> we had no chance of going through. Like, And even I thought that. Um, yeah. So I spoke to, I, I had an idea in mind with what I was going to do with my team. I spoke to one or two managers just just to gauge a couple of bits and pieces, just to sort of see their thought. Because I I got to this stage anyway, which was far beyond expectations that I thought that Ajax could do. Because if you compare our squad to some of the others in the league, we shouldn't be anywhere near that. Um, so actually to get to get to where I had, and then for me to feel like the computer had done me a little bit last week with those decisions... I thought, actually, I'm just going to engage the brain of one or two other managers and then just see. And, and actually, I was pretty much spot on already with what I had in mind. And it was just sort of a slight tweak. And then going through the match tactics today, I think the overriding thing for me, looking at it, um, Ben at Real Madrid, he changed his left wing back out. He put Mendy in ahead of Sessegnon. And um, my right midfielder, there's about six or seven lines of commentary just where he's taken Mendy apart. And actually something like that mm. was probably the difference. Although only one of the goals um, was related to that. Actually, that could have a huge impact on the, the overall ebb and flow of the game if you believe you know, that the match text reflects the actual game in the computer and stuff. So um, it's, a, it's a ridiculous turnaround after what I went through in 120. <laughs> if anyone had told me <laughs> that I was going to do this in 121 after a couple of seasons and even through the group stages that we've done, because I'd, I'd remember a couple of podcasts back um we had our second group and i was in with maxi skeen and amir and i think I, again only daryl tipped us to get out of that group i think it was skeen and amir was the overriding sort of popularity yeah, yeah. i, I went, hands up yeah i, I, went, I um, went for them too and then you know by hook or by crook we got past leipzig on away goals again dale i can't ever beat dale but we managed to squeak i think it was a, a two one um, away from home and then um, he beat us 1-0 uh, in that one um, and then yeah and then this game so I I, 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 was, I was trying to explain to the missus earlier about what a sense of achievement it was and she called me a stupid idiot but there you go <laughs> <laughs> she's got a point that was nothing to do with you e. um, <laughs> <laughs> how, how did that feel though when you yeah you get you open your turn i mean i i know like i tentatively i always do i i don't know why i get that little bit of nervousness and i sort of slowly scroll through it and i'm like right don't don't look at don't look at how many goals has Camacho scored or how many goals my keepers conceded. Do you know what I mean? I'll like scroll past the stats pretty quickly, get to and slowly go. And do you know what? I think I looked at my first result today, slowly scrolled up to it and it was like a win. And I was like, yes. And then I was like, oh, fuck, it was a friendly. 
Yeah, you know I mean, and I was like, oh no, you know, and I kept, sc- kept scrolling, and then they get to the two 0 win, and you're like, fucking delighted because you know, top five was a huge achievement for me. I thought, um, I mean, for you, I mean, to turn that around is incredible. How how did that feel when you know, sort of talk us through that? I mean, like, yeah, go through your turn like that must uh, have been crazy. Yeah, I mean, same as yourself. Like, I I skip all of the initial what is it five pages or so you've got your front page and then yeah, like yeah. the squads and stuff i skip all of them and just go straight to results first and foremost Same. um yeah. and i but i wasn't i don't think i was necessarily looking forward to the turn because i thought i was already out you know like being two nil down champions yeah. league semi-final a part of me also thought that ben might have shut up shop possibly a little bit more than what he did but i think it i think that result and that match looking at it and looking at the stats and looking at the tactics and stuff like that i think it goes to prove that um people can state the match engine and what ben does as much as they want but actually tactics play such a huge role in this above all um you know over and above the sort of oa and pv and players like tactics are just fundamental to, to get the results yeah i i completely agree because i you know I, I look at the team sheets from like the Southern Prem where I'm in. I, I, I shouldn't be anywhere near I am like on paper, like stat wise. But, you know, I think sort of doing your due diligence with tactics is, is massive in this game. Completely agree. Definitely. Yeah. And, and so obviously like you two are, uh, you know, you're going to be playing each other in the final. I mean, what have you got expectations? I mean, Mark, I, I, well, I said, let's put it to Lewis, I suppose, after what you've gone through. I mean, is it, is it now you're just happy to be at the final and what happens happens? Or is it like we've got a goal out for it? Honestly, it's a day out. Like, for the day, like people <laughs> were saying, I think, Martin, I think I spoke to you when we played Leipzig and I said to you, I was happy to get through the second group stage. None of that's changed at any stage of this. And if you speak to anyone, like I've spoken to Gavin at Wrens and I've spoken to Joey, um, at Nice about it like throughout the course and each time I've said do you know what it's just good to get through when we got to the semi-finals I was over the moon because it meant that we qualified again for the upcoming season yeah. and I could because yeah. my league form has been atrocious for the best part of probably <laughs> half a season um, but it meant that that didn't matter you know because we'd kind of done the hard work in the cup um, so like I say whatever happens in the final we've had a great run no one can sort of dispute the fact that actually we probably shouldn't be there on the strength of the squad, but we are. So that's that's all I'm taking away from it. How about yourself, Martin? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously just delighted to make it again because it's been so long now since my last Champions League final. So I don't want to sound like a dickhead you know, counting up numbers, Champions League number finals and that. Um, but I think the last one I was in was game one one two. So, Ooh. I mean, I don't play every year. I don't play all the games. So I don't, you know, I don't play all the time. HFG, man, aren't you? Yeah, it's just the HFGs I've been playing for so long now. And so you kind of feel like you don't get so many chances to uh, to get there. So, um, so yeah, I've not had, not had a, a final. In fact, I've not reached a semi-final since 1-1-2 either. So um really delighted to get there. Because, again, because a lot of people, I mean, there was a podcast you did not so long ago. I think you were talking about, like, picking managers for your coaching teams and things like that. And... I think all of you actually mentioned me um, as part of who would you pick in your coaching teams. I thought, fucking hell, I was, I was genuinely surprised. I thought it's been so long since I felt I made like a big impact in the game. 
Yeah. I thought if we could just kind of gone under the radar, kind of like Van, Van Barneveld at darts. You know, he's been around forever and just sort of fades away into the background, kind of thing. I've, I've sort of begun to see myself as one of those sort of managers. So it's I felt that I'd need to do something in the game because obviously last season I felt was a bit of a uh, bit of a bit of a disappointment, bit of a bit of a letdown, not to reach the knockout stages last year and to come second in the in the league. I felt like I need to do something this year to try and go one step further. So mm. yeah, to get to knockout rounds, and then once you get to knockout rounds, it's it's to see what happens from there, really. So absolutely delighted to get there. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Oh, well, thanks for that, guys. Um, we we obviously touch on a few other subjects, but um, and I think we're I think we'll have to come back to this uh sort of more around. Maybe we can make this Daryl our uh, clash of the day sort of thing, our first ever. Yeah, sort of, could uh, do, yeah. Yeah, I've been sort of debating this for a while. Yeah, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Sort of have a chat with you guys about y- your thoughts leading up to it for the for the big game, and then after it, obviously. I mean, it might be the perfect start for Clash of the Day if we yeah, if yeah. we get around to it. I, I thought we'd um, yeah, I thought we'd just move on to a, a quick a uh, couple of topics. Uh, if if you and, and by all means, guys, if you want to join in, uh, please go for it. But uh, and. Uh, It'd be interesting to get your your thoughts on this, though, Daryl. Um, oh. Nathan, the Tondela manager, asked. Uh, uh, he was having like a chat the other night, and he was he was asking, "Do you think all the tactics are in play during games? Uh, 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 you know, are all tactics being utilized utilized at the same time? And what we select is basically just highlighted." Um. If no. that makes sense, yeah. So, or, what, or all, do you think all the tactics more... in the game? So, yeah, exactly. Essentially, no. everything that is going on. Um, no, I but think the it's things just you the highlight is a bit select. more emphasis. No, I think it's okay. just the things you've selected. I don't think. No, I've never thought that. I mean, that's an interesting point. It is interesting it way is. to look at it, but no, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't think that that's the thing. I think it's just the ones that you've done. Like it just it will focus on that. I mean. I mean, you can game just... of football, but I just, I can't see it being the thing. I think it's like programmed in, like, this is what they've selected. So that's the report mm. that's generated, you know, kind of thing. I don't yeah. see it as the computer's running everything at once and just focusing on the bits that you've chosen. I can't imagine well, it. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting point, though. And I mean, and before we uh, pass on, I, I, another thing I've been trying to do is get some comments from the people when they, they make these, uh, when they want to bring up these subjects. And Nathan's kindly done that. And he's, he's uh, put in this, this is his quote. He's, it says, in my opinion, I think they are. How many times have we read in our match reports or read previous reports and seen a clear reference to a tactic that you've not actually selected? Uh, he gave me a little bit of a ribbon at the time, I will say, about like the whole fucking... Uh, well, who was it? Costa going out wide, flipping mm-hmm. to the wing, like Faddy said, and the cross it in for a left back. And I was like, yeah, cheers, mate. Uh, <laughs> and he put, <laughs> could it be a case though that the, the tactics uh, we selected are just ones that get highlighted during the game, like the more emphasis is on it, I, but, I, but other tactics may be in play. I just don't think it's that complicated myself. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe yeah. I just. I, I can't see that being how it's broken down and, and working. Um, I think it's just the ones that you select from that. Because there are times, you know, when you've picked something really bad, it doesn't work to get your ass slapped. I just think it's that. Mm. I don't think they're all running underneath. I think it's a combination of you put. Yeah, because it, it, it would seem to me to be a bit sort of confusing if it, you know, if because then you technically, if all, all things are in play, then you've got zonal and man marking in play. 
Exactly. And so on that basis, you could leave it all blank and it would still run underneath and give some match report. Maybe I'll do that now that I'm promoting. <laughs> yeah, let's trial <laughs> it. Just select no tactic and just let us go. Yeah, Ben, ben will say, happens. I'll normally just play what you played last week. And you say, no, no tactics. Yeah, I'm going to try and just make it. Um, see. <laughs> yeah, I think there is a bit of each tactic. Um, to, I mean, even if it's a, only a small amount, because yeah, I've seen quite a few times yeah, goals have come from something and you think, well, I didn't play that. And uh yeah, like you might score uh, left wing back might score a header or something, and you're thinking, well, "Hang about, I didn't play, you know, play to wings or anything." And so, um, yeah, yeah, I'm in a small amount. I'm in agreement with Martin. Um, even if it's just a small amount, it's definitely um, in in there. Fanny, um, do you want to do you want to frame this moment? <laughs> what me agreeing with Martin? I, 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 no, I, I kind of agree with you in the oh, sense. Oh, ever, ever since, ever since you said about what happened. I mean, this is this is a bit of like what you said to me about what happened against Barca, and then talking to Nathan the other night. It's really made me think. It's made me think because I, I've sort of gone through. I like ever after that, I went through a lot of my stuff, and because I, I thought. I don't want to be unfair and call out something that should, you know, that that's there. Do you know what I mean? That that should be there or, or naturally is. And there's been like times where only once, maybe twice at a push, like Camacho say he's got on the end of a header, you know, and, and, and got one, uh, scored a goal. And it's like, well, I've never used anything aerial. I've never played to wings. I don't, I don't play aerial bombardment. So there's something underlying there. There's like a natural progression of a game at the very least. Um, and then what I select is emphasized. So yeah, maybe, maybe it's interesting either way. What, what do you think, Lewis? What's your thoughts? I think you, I think in any game of football, like say, for example, you're watching, I don't know, Sam Allardyce and he's playing route one straight down the middle. There's always going to be that element of players moving out wide. Like players on the players in real life are never going to follow tactics kind of down to a T and to the letter of the law that they've been trained to do or that they've been told to do. There's always going to be some some player sort of um, imagination, you know, it, around that as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, like, because you're saying like, oh, Camacho did a header, you're assuming that. I mean, look, take Sam Allardyce, for example. Look, one of the best players that he's had was JJ Okocha. That wasn't a Route 1 player. You know? Yeah, true. But you, so you're Very saying true. because you've never put play to wings or aerial bombardment that you're what? never going to read that a player's... Yeah, yeah. Ball? No, I, I, just, I think, I think I my problem always was... I think was... it's just football. I don't think it's every tactics running it's in just the natural. background. I think it's just yeah, football yeah. commentary. You know, do, do you know what? Yeah, I think it's a very, very good point. Never going to head a ball. It's just never going to be a game of football. Yeah, but and that's a very valid point. Let me let let me just touch on that quickly. In in like um, non-league football, which is what I'm in at the minute. Um, if you've got a team that you want to play, you want to you want to be able to pass the ball, play out from the back. You want to be able to do all of those things. There's going to be points within the game where the other team press you too much. So you're not able to play. So what are you going to do? You might want to hit it long. You might want to hit the 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 pockets. You might want to play it out wide. You might want to do different things. Hit, but hit if you runners. are just stuck in one thing, then you're just going to keep losing the ball and then they're going to keep, and you're going to keep conceding. So sometimes your players might just clear it just to get out of the danger. So that would be a long ball. 
you see what yeah, I mean? So, so, so yeah, so, so it just automatically happens. Just commentary, not acting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. I think what's it like a randomly generated? Yeah, I think it's commentary. Yeah, more than tactics all running underneath. I think it's the commentary that comes out. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to another uh, topic that was sort of brought up. It's more something that a lot of us were talking about on uh, the Discord voice chat uh, a couple of nights ago, and it was um, in in uh, regards to rises um, for players. I mean, there's there's some people. Uh, I, I'm an advocate of this myself. I just think it's a scaler. I think if you yeah, this so the, the questions about stats rising and some teams have not had as many as others. Um, for me, though, I think it's like a scalar. I think some players are like, so say you've got someone who's, you know, it's like a decimal point and it goes quite, quite away. Um, so say like you've got a player that's 9.450. They might not, yeah, if they're, if they're capped at that, they might not go any higher. If they're, if they've got a cap in it and it's, yeah, it's going to be slower to go from a nine to a 10. I think it's like, it works like that. I think they're the multiplier, like going for a three to a four. It's going to be a lot quicker than uh, a nine to a ten. So I think some of the big sides that, um, that are, and some other teams that have got big players say are struggling to get rises. I think it's purely me personally. I just think it's purely because it just takes time to get them to go from a nine to a ten rather than a six to a seven. Uh, but some people think, you know, could it be um, linked to what league you're in or the stature of your club, like a, a multiplier for? How big your club is, or a multiplier for what, how what big uh, how big the league is that the, that you're in. Uh, what's your what's your thoughts on that, guys? Um, yes, yeah, yes and no. Like, so so what you're trying to say is that if you're in a in a harder or the Premier League or whatever, then then it's different to being in the lower league. Uh, I, I think. Well, to, to put to. Uh, I hope I don't think he would mind too much me sort of saying. Uh, I was talking to Amir, and he's been really, and he has showed showed all us at various points that he's really struggled for rises this season. Me personally, I think it's because his players are excellent anyway. Like they're very very good. It's like yeah, you got Sterling who say is like I don't know like 104, 38, uh, nine. Yeah, you know tens and nines. Uh, to get to to get a player from a nine to a ten is very hard and should yeah. take a long time. Whereas yeah. a player that's um, say. Like one of my gold card players who had three for stamina, he should go up quicker. Like the stamina yeah. should, you know, and, and it would get progressively harder. Yeah. To get that, yeah. Once it gets to a seven so to an eight, I've, it gets I harder. Think, yeah, it slows I've, right down. I've That's my thinking. Back, That's my I've theory. listened. I've listened back to our old shows, right? And I've done this on purpose mm-hmm. because I think this is the bit where we touched on with Ben, and we've nearly figured it out. And it's all of the stat rises are not 9 to 10, right? And I've said this before. It's 9.1, and that's how it goes up. A player with pot will automatically always increase that point, uh, 0.1 level, right? Um, obviously, it's not a guarantee, but it, it's more likely um, that they'll always increase on every bit of training, right? Training in itself, the, the wording of each training session is split up into five different categories, right? And the categories are um, outstanding, uh, notable progress, et cetera, et cetera. You, you know the comments that you get. Uh, I'm, I don't need to go through every single one. And in mm-hmm. those five sections determines 
what increase there was on your player. Now, if your player excelled within that practice, then they're more than likely have gone up that 0.1 um, uh, portion. If it says mm. notable progress has been made, they have already increased all of those points, have got to the 0.9, and they are wise. now on the 1.0, yeah. so they get the stat increase, which is why notable progress has been made. Now, if they're not training well, I think there's two at the there's there's two at the bottom. I can't remember what they are, but the, the two at the bottom. There's one where it says um the, it, it was shit, and then there's there's another like, one. No progress, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, no progress. Yeah, so, so so with with that with that, obviously there's no progress. They they haven't increased. So you might need to add pot to them. You might need to do something to to get them to increase. The one before that, I believe, is a zero point two five increase like zero point zero two five increase so it's less very, yeah, than very small yeah so yeah. it's very very small right and that just means that yeah okay they're they're gonna increase in it but it's gonna take a little while longer and you need to persevere in it or you need to add pot to them to make it increase quicker now with with players that are already established or already within the nines um it then becomes a little bit more difficult to increase their levels quicker, right? One, because they probably don't train well, or two, because there's a there has to be some sort of coding within the game that brings the levels back um, to allow for stability within all of the teams. So like, okay, cool, they're in the Premier League and they've got a good squad, but you need to take into account the champions championship teams that are about to come up and they need to be able to compete without being a decrement to them and decrement to their team. Because like, if you've got, like, I'll give you a perfect example, Norwich, they're promoted now, right? In real life, they're coming up. Mm -hmm. Is their squad as good as Man City's? No, right? But are they going to, are they training their players to, to, to become better? Yes. Um, where Man City are not training their players to be better no more. They're training them to do a certain thing because they're already there. Do you see what I mean? So like... Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's kind of like a... a... De Bruyne is not going to get a million times. Yeah, he's not. He yeah, you're not You're not expecting him to... to Whereas, to, like, to Jude, Jude, Belling, Jude Bellingham at Dortmund is going to get, get better, better because he's learning. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so okay. and and that I really do think that that comes into play, um, with all of the training and all of the aspects within this game. So, okay, if you're a big okay. club, you shouldn't expect to see big rises unless they are pot players, or they are players that are below a hundred away, right? Especially in season two. Okay, well, let's pass this along then. I mean, what would you make of that, Daryl? Yeah, I think I think he's spot on. I mean, I, for me, as Division Four club, and have signed quite a lot of young players. Like I don't have a very old squad. My rises have been I've had loads every week, been decent. This has probably been, to be fair, I've probably the game I've tried to focus on it more than usual. So maybe it has before, but my rises all throughout the season have been really, really good throughout all three squads. Um, I easily get three to four in each squad almost every week. You know, I'm really, really pleased with how okay. it's been. But I put a lot more focus on training this year. But I would expect it because I'm a, yeah, Division Four, younger squad. 
guys that are up and coming like my squad is you know high 90s to 100s up and comers so i would expect to see that so yeah I, i'd agree with what fatty is like am i expecting it's, it's also... to see de bruyne fly through the first two seasons to be like 110 40 pv no i think he would go slower and that's probably why it's a mere saying his rises have been tough whereas me in division four saying my rises have been amazing you know um yeah and i think i yeah. think it's as fatty said i would agree i would agree okay uh what about you lewis i think um I think Daryl hit the nail on the head. I think age plays a massive part of it. I think the younger the player, the more potential. I don't want to use inner potential or anything like that because I don't necessarily. Dangerous words on here. Dangerous words. (laughs) But I think that they, I think they've got more scope for improvement. Is probably the best way of putting it. If you've got, you know, for example, if you've got those Sterlings or you've got De Bruyne's or whoever, they're what 28, 29 years old. Might be the case in the game now. Um, naturally, they're not going to improve as much as someone who might be 19, 20, 21. I think, so I think age plays a massive part, and I think the number of games is absolutely vital for the end of season rises. You might not necessarily see it through the rises they get throughout the season, but I think if you had, for example, a 19-year-old who's played 20 or 30 first-team games, because I think that makes a difference as well, I would expect them to rise more than a 28, 29 year old that's got maybe 40 games, even if they're the same OA, PV or or whatever else as well. I think you've got, there's also going to be those ceilings and caps that Faddy's spoken about that if a player is an eight or a nine, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get that up to a nine or a 10. So the the fives can easily turn into sixes in comparison. So it, it, it also, you know, there's going to be so many factors. There's going to be the the individual training that you put on them, your team training. I think there's so many different things that can affect it. But for me, I try and focus on the age of the player and the number of first team games played. I think they're the vital ones for me. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what about you, man? Yeah, I generally agree with what you guys have said. Um, generally, though, I've, only because I, I was um, in that chat the other night as well with Amir mm-hmm. and Terry, and I can see where Amir is coming from as well. Just obviously where Same. I've started off um, 400 million in, in debt, so I can sort of you know, regard myself as one of the biggest you know, one of the biggest in the game as well to start with. So I can kind of relate to where Amir is coming from. For example, this week, um, I've had absolutely nothing rising in my first team squad. I've got 20 players in the first team sheet, zero rises, and the same for last week. And it's not just, and it's not a one-off either. It's, it happens more often than it than it doesn't. And sometimes I can't tell there are rises. The last it's like time um, I had less than three in my first team any week. Yeah, and, and I can't remember the last yeah. time I, I had three in the first team in one. <clears> yeah, team. yeah. So. Do you know, I, 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 so this is where I, I, I feel maybe there could be an argument with, uh, with what, because uh, I think he, if I correct me if I'm wrong, Martin, I think he, he was thinking maybe it's a, more of a link to leagues that we're in. Yeah, I think it's talking um, about the divisions being in the top tier. Yeah, yeah. You might get because more rides I, further down in divisions four, three, yeah, and two. You might get more. Because I think me, we, we've talked on previously on the on the podcast last season, and uh, I think we all used to, me, Daryl, and Fad used to say like three or four in each squad each week. You know, um, it was it was fine. It was absolutely fine. Uh, mine have been very slim pickings this season. 
uh even though i've i've got like half my team has got pot they're all very young i think the oldest player i've got is brozovic who's 27 and he's a lot older than the rest of the squad i think the next oldest is fabian who's 24 um so i don't necessarily see a reason why they're not rising uh, i i'm being diligent with the training i i'm doing it um yeah i i no, but i can I, see all I, the points really i honestly i, I, can see I honestly points. believe i, I, I I, I think it's more believe of, um, there's some sort of coding in there, man. There's got to be. I so do. To say, I, I to do. Say, there's um, an that's... increase in Div Four compared to Premier Premiership, if that makes sense. So, like, let let's just use the number one as an example. So, um, you uh, as a, a Division Four team, you will get a plus one increase on all of your training. Where Division Three would be zero point seven five. And then zero point five, and then zero point two five, for example, and then that—that's the sort of coding, so that it sort of breaks it down into four levels, um, and then that way, there's always the ability to balance the books when they start to move up the leagues. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I think you got a good point there, Freddie. And just to add on as well, because um, a couple of my younger players—I mean, I don't have the, the youngest of teams, but my younger players in the team, Lodi, he's uh, twenty-two years old. Uh, he's a 37.99 left wing back. He's only had two rises since the start of the whole game. And the same for oh, Felix. He's 21 years old and he's only had two rises since the start of the game as well. Mm. And so it'll be interesting at the end of the season because Lodi's played 29 games and Felix has played 35. So it'll be interesting yeah, to see what happens in the season. And that's another thing I was going to as think... well. I think um, with the rises, I, I mean, Terry, I know you spoke about Camacho um, yeah. Yeah. as well. Yeah. And, I was going to say, I think with players, I think they can either get their rises at the, end, at the end of the season or they'll get them throughout the season. I don't think you'll get both. I think you'll generally get one or the other. So if, you, know, you might well find Camacho get a rise or two at the end because he's not had anything throughout. Yeah, this, this is where I go back to. I think it's just a multiplier. Uh, I think it's a scalar and it's to multiply. Because I, I, I would imagine if he goes up quite well at EOS, it's because he hasn't gone up through the season because he's gradually, gradually increasing in everything. Uh, and then you get X amount of boost because obviously it's like a uh, like there's an off season, isn't there, in between and everything. That's why you get the stat rises at EOS. And he might tick a few boxes there, so he might get like a four away couple of PVs, do you know what I mean, or something. Uh, so I, I, I've sort of more leaned to that. It's there's like a some sort of multiplier and a scalar of, of you know, like Faddy was saying there of you know their you know, nine point uh, four five something or other. Yeah, they're just shy of that 10 but like by eos you know with the training plus the the you know the little boost at eos uh i, I think that's that's where where that comes into it that would that would be my sort of thinking but uh yeah let's let's uh move on anyway um and i thought i thought we'd actually for once we'd uh sort of just quickly very quickly touch on uh something a bit more positive i think because sometimes there we sort of you discuss some of the negative aspects of the game, and I and I think it'd be nice to sort of touch on just a, like a little bit of positivity. I mean, what have, what's your thoughts been of uh, game one two one uh, in general, guys, and uh, and how your clubs have fared this season? Sorry, one two one this season that is sorry, and how your teams have fared, and what are your expectations for next season? Well, I can I can answer for Martin straight away if you like. Um, <laughs> Go on in, Go on in buddy. He's loved every minute of proving me wrong um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and making the Champions League final for the first time in 15 years. So, um, 
I think it's behind but... that chip, Steve. I get your point, though. You did make a good point. <laughs> no, I'm not far off, am I? Um, no, for, for me, I've, it's been it's been a little bit of a roller coaster because um, obviously right at the beginning of the season, uh, I, I set the ball rolling straight away. I went top, of the, uh, I went top, won first two games, doing really well. Then I started sort of going through a blip. I dropped out of the top three. Um, and it was just like, fuck's sake, like what the hell is going on? And I sort of figured out where, where my problem was. And it was um, my other winger who didn't have flair. He wasn't increasing. So he was still 93. I uh, didn't have pot, sorry. He was still 93 away, um, only performing 70s, et cetera, et cetera. And it was like, oh, f- all right. So I added pot to him. He's increased loads now. He's like 97 away now. And and he's obviously improved in performance. That then obviously propelled me into the top three. And I sort of stayed in there. And w- and once I knew I was promoted, which was, to be fair, a good five weeks ago, I knew I was really in with a shout. It's very unlikely that I wasn't going to get it. Um, I got rid of Fabianski. And that fucking cost me, man. Like, so bad. There was a point where... Mm. I even went to Missile and I was like, mate, just you're not doing anything in the league. Loan me your goalkeeper for five weeks. Um, I, I, I need to do something until the end of the season. Um, and we tried to do the deal, but it didn't go through because loans are a little bit different to, to sign-ins. But, um, and it's just, it, it's completely thrown my whole season. On top of that, Ben White getting injured, who is obviously my best centre-back. Um, and it's just just little things like that. So, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster. I'm promoted, which is great, which is exactly what I aimed for at the beginning of the season. But I, I'd done it at, uh, at to a decrement to myself, you know. Like I, I had to spend loads of points to try and get something out of it. Um, I've got players injured, and I've lost probably one of the best goalkeepers in 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 the game for the, this season. That is, so yeah, bit of a shame. But yeah, roller coaster is the best word I'm going to use for it. Um, yeah, yeah. So the, the squad's exactly where I wanted to be. Is we've had the season that I wanted to have. I wanted to go up. Um, I'm still really pleased with like the community aspect of the game. Uh, I think it's been better than some of the games. You know, me and tell some previous games. Me and you talked about about well, we're kind of done with it now. Maybe we've just outgrown it. Not really feeling it. We've had those conversations a couple of years yeah. ago. You know, um, and this game's been very, very different to them conversations that we had on the reasons that we weren't yeah. going to do the next game. Do you know what I mean? It's been very, very different. Um, I think Discord has helped. I think like voice chat has helped. I think stuff that people are doing, like the quiz and this and brag and you know the betting stuff that people can get involved in and do as mates more has been excellent. So yeah, I think it's um, for its end of season two to have what are there three manager spots available? Three or four? There's not even that many. Yeah, I think is awesome. You know, be interesting to see how many renew for season three. Very true, mate. Very true. Uh, just before we go to our, our guests, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'll just jump, jump in quickly because, uh, yeah, I, I'd have to echo what you said there, Daryl. I mean, uh, in in the past, my, uh, so I suppose, like ease of getting bored in in anything in life, I get very bored very quickly of of things, and I go off them very quickly. I'm very impulsive. I've always been like that, uh, and that's been my big problem in the past, with especially with UE, like. Um, I, I think I sort of mentioned this uh, a while back, uh, a couple of weeks back to a few guys who uh, I think there's rumours that I was going to quit. And I was like, no, I'll quit when I want to quit. You know, uh, nothing nothing will make me quit. It would just be, I'll get bored and I'll quit. Um, 
I don't see that happening for a, a while it, with this game, though. I mean, I think one of the big things is that you just touched on there, Daryl, for me is the community because I've never been, I've always been quite a, a loner anyway. So I, I just go about my business. I didn't really ever do many deals. I didn't talk to a great deal of people. I used to just shit house on the forums and have a bit of a giggle. Um, uh, uh, but I love it. I love it. I love all all aspects of, of being able to come onto the Discord and chat to people, getting involved when I can on on the quizzes. And uh, when I used to run stuff on the forum, I used to like that. But obviously, you know, everyone's got to get a try at making some bloody karma. So yeah, you know, gave gave that up. But yeah, you know, uh, the, the, doing the podcast with you two has been brilliant for me. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm not someone that usually talks. Um, a great deal to people and now i find myself sort of like doing a podcast with two of my mates and having an absolute blast and i'm actually enjoying talking to people like like properly talking uh i like i say like i go to work i put my headphones in and i just crack on that that's the sort of person i am i'm not um i'm not really that sort of uh, yeah i'm not the social butterfly let's say but um yeah I, yeah I've, I've really enjoyed the game and i think i really enjoyed the tactical element of it i, I feel like it's really brought uh it's, 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 it's i've really found my element in it um like this week I, I spent like you said martin i spent ages going over tactics about how to play torino and on paper oh, yeah you look at torino in the league and they're struggling but he's got a great team and he's a good manager and you have to give it that due diligence and i did all my homework i, I went through like every every game he's played that I've scouted, I've went through it and through it and through it, and that made sort of like an educated guess at what I thought he would play, and then tried to play my way against it, and yeah, and it paid off. Um, so yeah, I, I'm re- I'm really happy with the game as it is. You know, um, I think expectations for next season, top five again. I think it has to be a bare minimum top five again. Uh, it'll be tougher. I think. Uh, you got the likes of Dan coming up with Bologna. I fully expect him to really, really cause some da- do some damage in the league. I think Martin's going to be a lot stronger. I think Inter underfield chin will be a lot stronger. Grant's always good. I I tip Ben to probably win the league. I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's a cracking manager, and he's got a great team. Barca are going to be very very tough to beat again. Scheme will come back with a vengeance. I think he's just. Uh, I think yeah, he can't win the title. So maybe he lost a little bit of interest. Um, but I think he, you know, if he puts his mind to it again, I think he'll be right up there. I think it's going to be a great league for me and me and Martin uh, next season. Yeah, I was, if I was jumping now, Back. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I was say, yeah. I think this has probably been the most enjoyable game. Um, certainly, the social side of things, like you said, I pretty much agree with everything you said there. Tell like the social side, like the podcast, uh, Discord, coming to chats, it opens up a whole new element of the game. Um, that social side of it, because yeah, like you, I was kept myself to myself in previous games and. Uh, I only really sort of kept in touch with Jay and uh, one or two others that I might dip into chats with Daryl, for instance, or uh, sort of someone else. Or praying about Preston but... defeats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, generally I sort of kept myself to myself in, the, in previous games, really. Um, yeah, like I say, dip into the forum, do bits on there. So yeah, this has really, really opened it up and it's definitely um, a lot more enjoyable. In terms of the season itself, um, yeah, I wanted to, you know, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to compete for all the trophies. You know, that's why, that's half the reason why I take on uh, big teams is because one, I enjoy the debt challenge every time. And two, you want to be uh, competing for the trophies. If you're taking on a big mm-hmm. team and you don't want to be competing for the trophies, then why are you taking them on? Is, is my view, really. So, um, 
in terms of the league, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to give uh, Faddy some credit here. Um, and it's not often, Faddy, you, you can frame this one if you like. Fucking two frames in one episode, fuck me. Oh, no, fucking hell. Because, yeah, you were right to say early in the season my form was up and down because the, the reason for that, I'm going to elaborate a little bit more into that now. I think I mentioned to Dow uh, um, early in the season what I'd done. I was trying something out at the start of the season with uh, Sweeper Keeper. See, I wanted um, Sweeper Keeper since the start of the game, since it was announced. Well, I think I, I can't remember if it was in the previous game or not. But for me, it's like the first game seen a sweeper keeper. I thought, oh, wow, you know, that's really interesting. That's uh, uh, that's exactly the sort of style that I like to play in the game. So I desperately wanted to bring in a sweeper keeper. I tried to bring one in um, at the beginning for um, it was in goal now uh, for me keeper. I can't remember um, for O Black. Yeah, I tried to get one in for O Black and it couldn't happen. So I thought, okay, let me try and get a keeper in who can become a sweeper keeper. And I tried playing a certain way, and it. I think it highlighted the flaw in the way I was playing. So I was losing a few games at the start of the season, which um, I think the stats showed I shouldn't have lost one or two of them. But if I read through the match report and look in hindsight, I can probably see why that's happened on one or two occasions. So um, it got to about halfway through the season. I, and I think it's the I I truly... Jay the first time round, actually. I thought, I thought it, I, I looked at it and thought, no, this ain't working. So that's why I changed it. And I've actually gone unbeaten since I played Jay the first time round now. So I've actually managed to go a whole 13, whole round of games unbeaten. in the Southern League unbeaten now. So I was going to just quickly ask really before, before you, yeah. before you can, uh, just, just to ask, yeah, you're not, so you're not saying it's the sweeper keepers the problem because if you are, then obviously we must say there's no Vianetta here. Uh, this is, <laughs> this, your, your opinions don't represent the podcast opinions. Uh, no, no Vianetta. This is a Vianetta free zone. <laughs> no, I think Supercube does work in a certain way. I think it, if certain tactics are played or if the opposition's doing something, then I think it probably does work. Um, I don't know if it's worth um, six UE points, is it? I don't think it's worth six UE points, but that's another debate for another time. Um, mm. But yeah, since I've gone away from that and uh, looked back to what worked well previously, um, yeah, so setting up how I've done before, uh, that's definitely helped. And yeah, so I've I've gone and beaten the league since then. Which I, if I've done that from the start of the season, I'll pretty I still probably wouldn't have won it. So the one thing which I don't have any regrets about the you know trying this out is I do like to try things out in games. I do like to experiment with things. You know, say you know you know to try and get little edges here and there, little fine margins here and there to try and help in the game. But uh, yeah, I tried something and it didn't work on this occasion. But I don't think it would have uh, affected anything because Barcelona. Had the league wrapped up half by week thirteen anyway, so yeah, um, nothing, yeah. nothing lost. And it's not it's not hindered the Champions League for me. So, um, so yeah, I'm definitely I'm really looking forward to next season. Like you, like you tell, just echoing what you just said about the league, it's only people yeah. who've got a realistic chance next year. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to. I mean, I, I've got. I think I would say uh, that my four, my top four, uh, I would say would be you, Scheme, um, uh, Ben. And probably Barcelona. Um, I'm, I'm hoping I can fight off the likes of Jay for fifth, or yeah, you know, yeah. I think me, him, uh, Phil with Inter uh, and Grant Juve will be trying to sort of cause some damage. But I think, and I think you've got some good teams coming up as well. Like with, like I said, with Dan, I think, uh, and I think Ross as well, possibly. I think if I remember rightly. Yeah, I think they're going up. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, the other interesting thing is that pretty much everyone is going to be playing Champions League as well. So everybody's going to have yeah. to do, uh, <laughs> double playing twice a week. So. Oh, that's it. That's it. Jay's going to win the league now because everyone's going to be concentrating <laughs> on it. <laughs> like, even Jay shares his way into it this next season. Yeah. Oh, no, I know that. But I mean, it, wouldn't it be typical, Jay, to actually not worry about the Champions League and go and win the league? <laughs> Running out one nils and then a nil nil. Yeah. After, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how, how about you, Lewis? I think um, for us, you you guys on the pod touched on it a couple of well, probably about a month or two back now. Is uh, like my Ajax team's been all right this season. Uh, I think it's probably if you take the Champions League out of it, it's probably like a C grade. But adding the Champions League run into it is like a B plus A minus kind of thing. Um, we had a horrendous run. I think we lost six on the bounce. And it was looking like we were going to get dragged into the relegation fight. I think we went from third or fourth down to fifth bottom at one stage. Um, but thankfully, managed to turn that around because sometimes when you just get on those kind of runs, it's just difficult to to then sort of prop yourself up and to pick yourself up as well. Um, sometimes you just think, actually, I'm not going to bother sending the turn. But to continue doing it, we, we turned it round. Um, thankfully, the cut form didn't suffer as a result. I think maybe I was put in a bit it more time into the Champions League games than there maybe was the league game and you just can't do it. So I think for next season, the aim's got to be whatever happens in Champions League happens. If we get knocked out in the first group phase, then, you know, it is what it is. But actually, I really want to try and finish in the top four of the league. Um, Bayern and Leverkusen are probably going to be up there again. I think Wills Leon are looking strong still. But then if you look at the league, I think there's something like five or six points separating about eight or nine teams. It's so tight in our league. You know, you've got, mm. I mentioned Joey earlier and Gavin that we've already mentioned today. There's Nick at AZ, who's probably surprised quite a lot of people. Sorry, I was just going to say, another crazy one which you would have uh, seen is, I mean, I think we said on the podcast recently, Dan with Lil. He was like in relegation and like a couple of wins later. Yeah, he's pushing right up there. Yeah, I spoke to Dan Crazy. today, actually, and, and we touched on it. And actually, I think he was about two or three points outside the drop zone. And I think he's won four or five on the spin now. And he's he's just pulled himself right out of it. And actually, I think he's now only four points away from fourth or fifth. So it just goes to show just how tight the league is. And I think the team's coming up. I, I expect Chippy Carpenter to do quite a bit with, I think it's Ghent or Genk. I always get those two confused, so I apologise. Um, and I think Justin's Bordeaux team, if they if they can make it up, because I think that's going down to the wire, the promotion race with with about four or five teams from Division One. Um, I think they'll be quite a strong force as well. Um, it's just really interesting as well. One or one of PSG or Dortmund are guaranteed to go down after this week's results as well. Um, so there's them, those two teams, Monaco and Marseille, that are basically fighting it out for the two the three bottom spaces and it's it's mad to think that we're in season two and either Dortmund or PSG will be relegated it's just it's bonkers from my perspective um and yeah, touching indeed. on the it's indeed. touching on the social side I think similar to what a couple of you have already mentioned I'm quite introverted as well I don't I don't tend to sort of make friends easily and talk to people easily I think but I think this medium's kind of, we've all kind of got a common interest with this in a weird way. And the, the Discord's helped massively. Um, it's definitely helped to change my opinion on a couple of people, I think is fair to say as well, that I get on 
I think I get on really well with now that maybe I didn't necessarily feel as I would in the past, might be fair to say. And I just think it's it's really good in just bringing people together and stuff like that. And I yeah. love doing the quiz for people and getting people online for that and just having a bit of a giggle with it as well. And it's just such a good sort of feel-good atmosphere, I think. Yeah, Lewis, to be fair, mate, um, I thought that about you every day as well, so <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> you shit house. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, well, we're going to, I think we're, we'll finish up with one last topic right at the end of this, because uh, I, I think it's something we, yeah, it'd be great to talk about if, if, if we've got the time is uh, the Super League thing. But I think we'll quickly go over to Daryl for uh, the transfer roundup. Indeed, indeed. And finally, Dave realised that I can't catch him now, so he sent it right now. Um, right, top cash deals. FK Rudar paid $42.4 million for Spurs midfielder Bellido, 21-98-36 right mid, had impressed on loan and finally makes the move permanent. Um, Osborne was on the move again. Despite being a 40 left mid, the 22-year-old is still only a 92-08. Is the 74.5... Gornick Zabriz paid too much. It's a lot of money for 9208. EOS will be interested mm. for him. NAC Breda won for the first time last week and celebrated by signing Kleberson from Budapest for 25 million. The Brazilian is a 24-year-old 9736 playmaker with seven, eight, nine untrainables. He was a scouted by for Entel earlier this season. Just over 2 million. Um, that's it for the cash onto the swap. Big scout we find now, but M. Baxter finds himself on the move again after swapping Sonny Shrewsbury for the riches of Rosenberg. 22-year-old Baxter is a 99-38 centre mid with GNT and Ego. I always want to say gin and tonic. I don't know why. And leaves in exchange for 31.5 million. And Anne Damston, 20-year-old, 96-36 right wing back who has 10 speed. Barcelona made another move this week as they let Dembele head to Nice. Dembele is a 23-year-old, 103-38 right forward with flair. 10-9-9 untrainables. Looks really nice. But joining Barcelona is 21-year-old Sabitez. 99-08, 37 centre-back with determination. And Jovan, 19-year-old, 99-08, 37 right left mid with reliability and flair. Both quality signings. That's the first one. Um, relegated Arsenal made moves this week by letting Saka... 18-year-old, 97-35, free roll, left mid, left wing back with Flair. Martinelli, 19 years old, 96-36, right forward, uh, GSI and determination. And Maitland Niles, 37-97-36, right left wing back, all head for Watford. And in return, Arsenal signed Saar, 22-101-40, right forward, who has composure and determination. And a whopping 47 million as well. Uh, Saar, honestly, he looks the bollocks, mate. Absolute bollocks, mate, with 10 yeah. speed as well. Yeah, Arsenal see what they're going to do. Come back, back up. Uh, the weird and wonderful Marseille went on the spending spree at a team called. I was hoping that he wouldn't have time to find these. Uh, <laughs> Mono Matapa this week by bringing in two players, Chimbimba and Molna, for a combined two quid. They have OAs of 90 and 92. And Marseille also added 92-0-8. Seek you from Hospitalat for another pound. Nimes paid 29k and 134k for the lowest OA players bought this week in purchasing Andrik from Minjor. Minjoer, is that how it's pronounced? Minjoer, love it. Pernik and uh, <laughs> Kucharski from RKS Radomsko. 
Um, Liverpool joined in the small fee signings by nabbing, nabbing both Okoronkwo and Hajan this week. And finally, uh, a bit of a serious note, Steve Watkins, the Lazio manager, remains in hospital. Uh, nothing much has currently changed, but the time of writing and reading this, which is Tuesday, it is hoped that he would be moved out off of ICU to a main ward at some point on the Tuesday. Oh. So if you're hearing this on the Saturday, hopefully we've heard some positive stuff um, because we recorded this on the Tuesday. Um, he does remain weak, however, mm. and in lots of pain. So if everyone could send their uh. prayers to Steve. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I um, hopefully when this is released, if he, though, if, if he listens to us or if yeah. someone, you know, or it mate of his, oh uh, yeah, really hope he's feeling hundred percent soon. Um, yeah, yeah, man, that's shit. Yeah, yeah. Steve's been in the game a long time. I remember. Yeah, um, I played him in the Champions League Good final. Manager. In yeah, he, he's a, he's so underrated. I played him in the one-one-two Champions League final. Um, so, you know, so he, he definitely knows his stuff, and yeah, let's hope he has a speedy recovery. Yeah, yeah, man. I've, he's been he's been in yeah. my leagues before as well. Um, it's a name, sadly, isn't it? But... It's a name that you you know you've played. You, I think everyone yeah. played yeah. the game. No. Steve, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like you've seen his name all about. You know. So yeah, wish him well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, we'll just finish up with, uh, with uh, the quiz, and obviously we'll, we'll quickly it, right at the very end if we can. We'll just touch on um, obviously the Super League, but yeah, yeah uh, thirteen, eleven. Daryl's leading. Faddy has to start winning. So here we go. You're lucky you're living Darryl. so far with the time you're taking. So <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> in, in 2004, yeah, we're going to be really quick on these uh, answers. So no, no Googling or asking Alexa, Faddy. All right, Daryl. In 2004, yeah. Charlton, Charlton's ground, the Valley, hosted the international tournament called the Unity Cup. Who won the trophy? Um, oh, bollocks. I don't even remember that. You can't. You can't ask Martin either. Uh, why? <laughs> why can't I? I'm, I'm one of the team, I think I remember who competed. But it was called oh. the Unity Cup. That's the one. Um, I think it was. You, it was into, I've got two. It, uh, Nigeria. It was what? Nigeria or Jamaica. Nigeria. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got it. it you got it. Really fucking googled it. Giving him fatty bollocks. West Ham won their first ever I game. Give you? Shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> West Ham won their first ever game at London Stadium with a Mikel Antonio head- header. But who delivered the cross? What West Ham player delivered the cross for Mikel Antonio to score uh, their first ever cross. goal? No, Gok- oh. Gokan Tor. Torre? Oh, Tor? fucking hell, Tor. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Yeah. What was it? Yeah. Tor or Torre? I, I wasn't sure how to pronounce uh, it. I actually think it's pronounced Torre, but. Yeah, it's taught T O R E with a apostrophe on the E. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Daryl. Yeah, go on. We're going to the disciplinary questions now. How oh. long was Eric Cantona banned following his 1995 Bruce Lee Kung Fu exploits? Uh, he got nine How months. How long was it? Nine months. Correct. Well done. Fuck's sake. They so Google that, Fatty. you bitch. Yeah, yeah, he's on it. He's on it. Alexa. <laughs> Every Charm fan knows that one, so believe me. Yeah, he's a oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, right. oh, fuck. Because, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's probably fucking yeah, etched in gold. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Keep giving him easy answers that oh, he knows. I, yeah. yeah. He you got to think, I don't know nothing about fucking Charlton. <laughs> <laughs> what every fan has dreamed of. Lewis, you're taking over this quiz next 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 Saturday. Right? <laughs> I'm not having a shit. Faddy, what Chelsea player was Charlton? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Faddy, what Chelsea player was eventually sacked by his club and banned for football for seven months? 
What Chelsea player was sacked by the club and banned for seven months? Um, it was Thingy for doing the Coke. Um, what's his name? Um, yeah, Mutu. Halfway there. Adrian. Well Adrian done. Two, yeah. one. Faddy. Uh, Daryl, sorry. Daryl. Which NFL quarterback has the record for the league for leading the league in passing yards? Um, oh. oh, it's got to be. Uh, no. It's just retired. They, they, um, Drew Brees got yards, though. Because they made a big fucker. deal of it. He's only just retired. Oh, my God. I was about yeah. to say Brady as well. <laughs> you, you nearely went Brady. I thought oh, I, I could did. get you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nearly. No, I can hear retired. that. I can hear and you brewing up for Brady. Like the only stat that he's he's beating him on. Faddy. Google open there, mate. Who did Anthony Joshua... Faddy, who did Anthony Joshua knock out to win his first ever world heavyweight title? Um, ah, uh, what is that prick's name? Um, Pulev. Pulev? Was it Pulev? No, no Charles. Charles Martin knocked him down oh. twice in the in I think I the second third round. Uh, oh, don't yep. care. Daryl, this Shit, will win it for you. Oh, Which action? <laughs> Uh, sorry, who played the villain William Stranix in Steven Seagal's classic action movie Under Siege? Oh, I can see the guy. I but I his name is not there. This will take me forever to think. Um, no. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, two, I can uh, see him, and it's going to kill me. Tommy Lee Jones. Fuck you. I, just, <laughs> I saw him as Harvey Dent, and that's the annoying thing. Yeah, okay. that was the one. That's the one. Uh, Faddy, to pull this back, you've got a chance still. You've got uh, to get this right. Which action star was fired from the set of Predator, giving way to be replaced by Kevin Peter Hall? Which action superstar was fired from the set of the movie Predator, the original, giving way to be John replaced Claude by Kevin Peter It is indeed. 3-2. Oh. Oh. Right, now this is the trick questions, boys. This is the trick questions. Oh. Here we go. Daryl. The ex-husband of Cher and the writer behind the song of the classic I Got You Babe, Sonny yeah. Bono, strangely died in which odd way in 1998? Um, he, uh, it was Thingy Madu does. <laughs> <laughs> it was a skiing accident. The thing's on sticks. Didn't he, like, ski yeah, into yeah. a tree or something? Or, like, oh, fuck a thing into a tree? I fucking know that. Oh, it's I was like, actually going for really bizarre shit. It's not a trick, is it? Like because it was so weird, it was everywhere. I'm well, tricky. Man. It was meant tricky. Yeah, not not trick question. Yeah, yeah, tricky. He, like he hit a um, he skied down. Yeah, he went he straight hit, like, to a, a fucking tree, didn't he? A fucking tree, like a cartoon character. But yeah, he was he was apparently skiing perfectly fine, like just dead straight, and then all of a sudden veered off, and they checked him out. No you, drugs, no alcohol. Do you know what the problem was? I couldn't think of the word skiing. Then what the fuck? That's oh, right. It's because you're googling. Yeah, yeah. Daryl's one. Daryl's one and is the champion, the champion. but um, ah. we'll, we'll ask Faddy anyway. We'll ask this one anyway, just for a laugh. All time, all time great singer Sam Cooke was killed in a bizarre circumstances in 1964 following a night out drinking. What happened to him? What do you reckon happened? Right, those. I actually know that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say he was poisoned. Do you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to pass this. To, it's, it's not the right answer. I'm going to pass this to Daryl because this feels like a very Daryl story. <laughs> the hotel manager shot him in the chest. <laughs> yeah. And do you know why? Wow. Do you know why? Do you know the rest of it? Um, yeah, because of him being mouthy and shit, wasn't it? Um, 
He, he, was, he was smashed out of his face and yeah, with a hooker. He was mouthy. Yeah, it, she she nicked all his shit when he fell asleep. And then he came to, he ran into the reception screaming about his, something, his shit being nicked and he's completely bollock naked. That, yeah, because then and she shot to, him. The hotel I work at, the manager would use that story. Like for some yeah, yeah, yeah. About, you know, <laughs> guest, guest isn't always right. They can shoot him in the chest. That's how I, yeah. Oh, I, I love it. One. Yeah, I love he got it. shot in the chest by Where'd the hotel you... manager. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, Fad, uh, Daryl is the champion of the quiz, okay, right. the podcast quiz. That means we can stop doing it for the rest of the season. That's fucking wonderful. Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I know uh, just shit. to quickly touch no, on there, I just just wanted your, your quick opinions before we finish up, guys. Super League, this this bullshit oh. European Super League. Mate. Have at it. I mean, what, what's your what's your thoughts, Daryl? It's disgusting. It's, it, Gary Neville summed it up perfect. I can't stand Gary Neville. Gary Neville was no, 100% same. right. I think, do you know what? The, the idea of it, I don't hate things need to evolve like for champions league and things like that. I, I do understand it. It's the timing and the way they're going about it and the absolute spiel that's coming out of fucking Perez's mouth at real Madrid, like the utter nonsense that he's talked today. Yeah. And I just find the whole thing completely disgusting. Like just, there's a way to can do I, things and this is not the way to do it. Can I just add on to this? Chelsea have mm-hmm. officially pulled out this morning. Mm. Well, actually, with the last last half an hour, spending it as well. Yeah, um, Man, yeah. yeah, Man City are, are apparently pulling out now, um, and they're all basically they're all coming together. All twelve teams they're coming together either tonight or tomorrow morning to discuss. Um, it's it's, it's just been done so stupidly. Like I get, like Champions League and thing, maybe a bit more reform because the new way that UEFA put it ridiculous. Like I think the Champions League things that they're suggesting is also ridiculous. I just I don't agree with that. So I get, but what they were suggesting, the thing that I have, the problem I have, the analogy I use now with this, even though they've pulled out, it's like when your girlfriend cheats on you. There's always going to be that paranoia and distrust now at these clubs. Do you know for mm. even coming up with it? That's what I, mm. I would say. I mean, you probably may feel it. You're an Arsenal fan. I mean, for me as Charlton fan, not really a big deal. Like. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my up, opinion. I'll give you my opinion at the end. I, 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 <laughs> I just think it's... You, the bit that got me is the announcement, the time of it, when Europe was asleep, but America and South yeah, Asia were awake. Yeah, house, like, what it? the fuck are you doing? Like, it was so obvious what it was for. Like, there's no way that they could get that passed with how they've gone about it. Do you know, do you know what's crazy, yeah? Have you seen the logo? It's the Champions League Champions logo, League. Yeah. but shrunk a little bit, like someone's like grabbing it to bite it into a burger, like shrunk from the top. <laughs> As Edward Woodward, but do you know? Do you know what it is? It, it is. It's pure money. Everything's all about money. It's all about. They don't care about anyone else, but the teams that are in it. Um, someone had an interview. I can't remember what yeah. team it was, and they just said, "Well, you you have the opportunity to go." You still have a tr- opportunity to go. It doesn't mean that these are going to be the only teams in there. You know, um, if you finish within, uh, if you win your league, then you may be selected to go into it and blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's just bullshit. So, and, and another yes. thing is Arsenal v Tottenham won't even be in North London. It'll be in like Beijing or Dubai. Yeah, it could be anywhere. Like, wow. what is that? So, it's apparently pure money, Shaw and Harry Maguire have started some big revolt yeah. and Edward Wood- Ed Woodward has resigned as Manchester United chairman. What? Oh, Ed wow, Woodward wow. just resigned six minutes ago. Wow. Apparently he got the Man United players kicked off and 
led by Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire. And that was like this afternoon. They've confronted him. Um, and wow. some players revolted. And now he's resigned. Yeah, six minutes ago, Ed Woodward has resigned as chairman of Man United. That's crazy. This is going to be carnage now. Do you know that? Because like, yeah, this will yeah. be carnage now. There'll be players. So Mourinho's left. Yeah, and bearing in mind, look, hundred percent. No, one Mourinho second. Left because of this. One, one second. One second. Look, people are saying, "Ah, oh, Mourinho weren't doing well. He was losing interest." Blah blah blah. Let's be honest. Right now, next week is the cup final. That is his opportunity to win tr trophy for That's Tottenham. That haven't won trophy in years. First of all, and second of all, to officially be one of the only managers to win a trophy at every club he's gone to. Yeah, and he gave that opportunity up because he felt so strongly about this. He, he even refused to take the players out to train. Like, yeah, and I, I believe all that. Yeah, I know yeah. that people yeah, are yeah, saying, I oh, so, I believe resources. it. I believe that. Yeah. So look, look, whatever you think of Mourinho, that's a big stance to take. And I think he had a ripple effect on everyone else. I think his stance then made everyone else take even bigger stances. And I think the fact that Harry Maguire um, has stepped up. I think the main reason why Harry Maguire doesn't want to do it is because he obviously went to Greece, got arrested, and um, nah, he doesn't want to be in that situation again by uh, playing in different countries and, 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 and have the opportunity. Of, as, as, as a fan country, of... Um, but yeah, tell yours is yeah, interesting because it's part I, of your club. Yeah. It's your club. Mate, I've I, I got to admit, I, I was fucking furious when I heard this. Um, to the point, I would have no objections to never watching them, following them ever again. I'd still love them. Nothing would ever replace them. I couldn't go and watch another team. I could go and watch another team, but I, I couldn't go and watch another team and feel the same way. Uh, Arsenal have been... I, I went to my first game when I was six with my dad at Highbury. I think it's against old old Wimbledon, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I, I've been a season ticket holder. I've gone from... I've, I've grew up through when it was when we were shit to the point when we were decent, but only ever won 1-0, boring, boring, under Graham. Uh, to the Bruce Rioch era, seeing Burkamp come in, the game changing, Wenger ball under Wenger, the Invincibles, to the dog shit after, you know, after it, uh, and then what, you know, what the Kroenkis have done now. And uh, for me, it just feels like they're trying to bring that American franchise bullshit to football, and mm -hmm. it doesn't work. You can't do that with football. It doesn't work that way. There's no draft system. There's no college system. You can't do that. It It will never, ever work. And I think what they miss out on as well is there's there's none of it. These clubs are not just built by millionaires. These were built by, like you know, if you look at West Ham, say they were built by ship shipbuilders in the docks, it, uh, the ironworks in in, uh, in London. You know, they were built by the working class people for the working class people for us yep. for normal people. These teams aren't built for these wankers, and it really fucking upset me because it's just like. Yeah, like I said, I've been a diehard Arsenal fan all my life. I can't watch them now because it hurts do, seeing do, them that bad. And know, I know I banter a lot with you guys about about Arsenal, but it genuinely fucking hurts watching them do, being do, that do shit. You know, when... Do you know what? Do you know for me, right? In in terms of exactly what you're saying, is I understand football is now a business. Yeah, I fully I fully understand that, and I can see why people are coming into the game because they can see that there's money there you know tv money all of this sort of thing and it's just the adrenaline and the excitement of picking up a team that like newcastle who are obviously in the process of being bought out again um yeah and taking them from what they used to be 
and getting them back there, that's that's a massive adrenaline rush for, for a new owner, you know? And you have to do it in the right way, yeah? When you are yes. jeopardizing not only the fans, but you are jeopardizing everything within football, that's a problem. So, like, and, and like, um, they're, they're, taking, gotta... they're just taking oh, everything away and it doesn't make any they sense. Are. And we we got to wrap up. I'm sorry I couldn't get, uh, we can't get around to uh, Lewis and Martin. I'm sure you know, uh, Daryl has to go now. And so we have to wrap it up. But uh, only thing I can finish off on saying is I really hope they, they do the 50 plus one thing. I hope the government or whatever can be brought in. So like we have that German thing where clubs are run by the people who love the clubs. That's, that's all I've got to say on it. So yeah, oh. thanks a lot. And thanks again, Lewis and Martin for coming on. Uh, sorry, Daryl, for dragging it out, mate. And we'll catch you all soon. Uh, thanks a lot. See you later.